You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride and on Twitter at Slow Ride Pod. Hello and welcome to the 280th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim in Orlando, Florida. This is Matt in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And this is Spencer in Boston. Regretting already the amount of editing I'm probably going to have to do for this episode because, guys, it is a chock full of shenanigans it, tonight. The, the, mm. There's a full slew of agenda items, but let's give a quick shout out to our New Orleans uh, fans. Um, <laughs> sorry the Vikings showed up to your town. And that's it for Vikings and NFL talk on the Slow Ride podcast. Yeah, that's football talk. <laughs> that's it's the so... first thing that's getting edited out tonight. Yeah. Spencer. Yeah, go ahead it is so very rare that Minnesotans get to brag about anything sports related. So I'll give you that one. That's right. Now we have so much to talk about. I think the first thing we need to do is we need to do a, an annual DK Dirty Kanza update. Gentlemen, uh-huh. tomorrow is the day the entry gates open oh boy um we have seen some of the schedules that the professional gravelers are going to be doing next season stetna and many others are you guys ready to throw your hat in the ring for the 240 and forty dollar entry fee (laughs) of the dirty (laughs) kanza yeah i haven't quite wrapped my head around that one yet all right let's wrap your head around this one I was waiting to get a hotel room until after January 1st so that, you know, I could get the points on my credit card. Uh-huh. Um, I had to book December 28th because like every single hotel is booked. We're in a Super 8. All right. Oh, I got a van again, you guys. I don't know. I, you guys. Oh, How are cool. you going to find what van again's yours? Because I'm assuming there's going to be like 800 <laughs> out there. It's going to be like an Orlando suburb. You're not going to, you're like, ooh, that's my tan van again over there. I can't tell the difference between all of them. Yeah. Mine has a custom, almost no paint, mostly just primer thing going on right now. <laughs> just a it's, full patina. Uh, just like, <laughs> pretty custom. <laughs> all right. So Dirty Kansas happened. And naturally, I told you guys uh, live on the air how much it costs. You were a little shocked. Yeah. A friend of the podcast and co-host of the Grodio podcast, also on the Wide Angle Podium Network. Check it out. The number one gravel cycling podcast in the universe. Amanda Nauman, mm-hmm. multi-time Dirty Kanza winner, mm-hmm. who's doing the DKXL 350 mile oh, when no. we're out there suffering for 300 miles wow, or 200 really miles. Long. Sorry, She was laughing. And then she <laughs> dropped a sweet tweet. She said, you guys didn't even take into consideration the amount of fees oh, for the no registration idea. of two hundred forty dollars. Uh, so, so it's gonna be like two hundred eighty dollars. There, there's taxes. There's tax on it, uh, which is so there's tax, which is gonna be you know what ten percent. So that's twenty bucks, and then there's like twenty dollars in fees. So yeah, this thing's at like two hundred eighty bo- bucks, boys. Uh, that's that's over a dollar a mile. Yeah, I'm just I'm thinking of it as three hundred, so that I'll you feel- know. Yeah. better when I actually look at the credit card statement later. Honestly, I think this works out in my favor because instead of just calling it quits or dropping out or whatever at some point, I'm just being like, no, 
I paid three hundred dollars, <laughs> three hundred U.S. American dollars to be here, and I'm gonna miss every single one of those, and I need to make each one this count. Is, this is a very good point, Spencer. I'm happy you're bringing that up oh, because yeah. there is definitely I. Yeah, Spencer, you're spending $300 on this. You cannot mess this up. We need to put go all in on our training. Mm-hmm. We need to maximize. We need you to get the extra pocketed jerseys so I have four pockets to stare at for 200 miles. Um, Spencer, I was also thinking... I'm, I'm going tech t-shirt. Realistically, what do you think our <laughs> average sure. speed could be? Oh. No, you are not going tech t-shirt. I, no, tech t-shirt, no, you are not. No. No, I need a full, I need a glove box in front of me. That is your lower back. Oh, I see. <laughs> uh, <sighs> average speed. Do you think we can go over 10 miles an hour average? We have to, right? Because that'd be 20, was, 20 hours. Oh my gosh. I was going to I was gonna say 10 that. seems on. reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> but now that you put it in the context of hours, that's pretty rough. We're going to have to go faster than 10. Should we go... For just the straight up DFL, I can't think of a better story than us bringing home DFL. Like, like they're out there, they're taking no. down the finish line trust. They're like, <laughs> course closed like three hours ago. These guys are like, man, I just want to go home. I just want to like rest up for the next two hundred eighty dollar right. race that we're charging in Arkansas. Oh man! And then we show up. We have a nice horn on our bike. We're like, we're and then wait for us, guys. And then yeah. we come in, and no one's there for us. If we have that except, much except uh, TV pizzazz crew. after all that, I uh, we should have gone faster. But that's true. So here's the question, Tim. I know. Do we have to invest in lights as well? I'm starting oh, to yes. be concerned about this, but <laughs> yes, I I do think that Spencer, there is a chance that we will be out there when it is completely dark. That we, yeah. even though it's a little bit north from here, like this is pretty much close to solstice. Maybe a full moon for all we know. Hopefully. But yeah, we yeah. definitely we definitely need lights. Okay. I'd bring a um, couple lights. I think that's I think you guys should pack for that for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh I think we can average around probably eighteen eighteen miles an 18? hour or so. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you are insane. Spencer, very ambitious. So, so the winner, Spencer, it was the first time ever a winner went sub twelve hours, right? Last year? Or was it sub ten? I gotta listen to Grady. I don't know. Yeah, did, I listen to Grody like, out. It was fast. I looked at some of the times the other day. It's you got to go Colin really Strickland, fast. I think I think it was sub ten. I think he was over twenty mile an hour average. Yeah, he, he was. Okay, okay. So if he does twenty, then we can do ten certainly. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ballpark us in around fourteen. Can now Spencer? I am already working on getting you one of those sportful water bottle vest things, uh-huh. where like you can hold like seven or eight water bottles. Conveniently on a nice mesh um, vest, one-time use only. So <laughs> um, maybe, maybe judging by the uh, how everything's going in the world of cycling apparel, it will biodegrade after like two two wears. Um, no, Tim, I don't think you need that because you drink a lot of water, mm-hmm. and oh, yeah. Spencer doesn't drink any water. He's a camel. So if he just brings a normal amount of water, and you bring your your normal amount of water, you'll have enough. Like you'll get to well, drink some of his water. That's not going to be a problem. Spencer doesn't drink water. I'm thinking Spencer needs to bring the Arrow Camelback. Yeah, that can also, yeah. but it's like one of those high resting ones, so I still have access to all three of his pockets. <laughs> if he's wearing the Endura custom jersey, we're probably going to make for this. There could be a zippered 
pockets. There's four pockets there for keys and stuff. Yeah, that's going to have the hotel room. Key, and then, yeah. and then if he has the um, the the camelback that rests on the high shoulders, there's multiple pocket area mm. up there too for now, lots of bars. See now, this is gummies. This is where I, your, like, this is where your roadiness is showing. You guys, you guys are still talking about camelbacks. It's the year 2020. Mountain bike has moved on. You are seriously afraid in your camelback. Everybody's on to what they're calling hip packs, but we all know they're just fanny packs, and that is the hot rage in the mountain hey, bike scene right now. That seems so hey, uncomfortable to me. Hey, guys, want to have a um, a quick lesson in English? Love it. Fanny pack does not mean what you think it means in England. Okay. A fanny over there, completely different. Yeah. That's your lesson they've, from English Corner. They've got a they have a beautiful way with the with the language over there. Okay. Are you guys wait, Tim, are you guys ready to release your uh like race schedule leading up oh, yeah. to DK? Because oh, I'm yeah. I'm willing to release my preliminary one. I just wanted us to all be mm-hmm. fully open with our listeners on the one or two races we might do between the three of us before. Yeah. The tenth annual, the tenth annual Doc Hollywood, February 9th in Micanopy, okay. Florida, and you guys can laugh about it. But for ten years, I've been putting on the greatest oh. and grandest race in the history of the Slow Ride Podcast. Everyone's welcome. <laughs> Eighty hard miles, tons of gravel, just tons of elevation. I am gonna be ready, primed <laughs> for Dirty Kansas yeah. a couple months later. Uh, Tim, one quick question yes. on the on the yeah. Doc Hollywood. Uh huh. Could you do it? Three times in a row. I, if I was on a tandem, yes, because I would have someone else I could rely on. Um, individually, no. Okay. Remember, I just did a 135-mile ride the other day, and then I came on here and said, hey, guys, we should do the 100 miles dirty cancer yeah. together. And you guys were like, no, we got this. So anyway, as long as I have my buckler embarkation, wide angle podium miracle whap, I will totally be ready with the best chamois cream in the business. All right. Well... <laughs> It is, uh, it is, uh, the new year. It is 2020. Everyone's got their resolutions. You know, the gyms are packed these days with, with all the, uh, you yeah. know, the, the, the resolutioners, um, that would be, you know, fitness gurus for 2020. And I'm, uh, no different. I, uh, I got out the trainer. I set uh-huh. it up in the basement. Whoa. I, uh, hung, I plugged in the fan. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Plugged in the fan, faced it, pointed it right there. And then I realized, oh man, I got to be on a podcast with these guys in just a little bit. So I don't have time to get on this today, but <laughs> convenient. One of these days, it's going to happen. Well, you're, that's half the battle is getting it set up. No, that's ah, good. So. Well, I don't want to go in over trains because that's now, the, Spencer, biggest, the biggest mistake people make with these big, uh, big mileage gravel events is going in over trains. So that brings something up, you guys. I was actually looking at the local gravel race calendar here in Minnesota, Wisconsin area, and there was a 200-mile race, I don't know, a couple weeks before, maybe two, two and a half weeks before DK or uh-huh. something. And I, I was trying to decide whether or not it's a good idea to to dip my toe in that um, secretly and quietly, basically, uh-huh. and uh, fail miserably. Mm-hmm. And and no, or if I won't actually be able to recover in two weeks, um, I'm not really sure what to do. I, I mean, I've got time to decide. Are you asking us for advice? 
No, uh, not okay. really. I, I don't know. I'm just sort no, of putting think, it out there because I, I know what your guys' advice is is probably that I should definitely do it. I should smash it as hard as I can. <laughs> no, 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 no. Now, let me step out of my competitor mindset and let me step oh. into my friend mindset. Oh, where I'm thanks, like, man. this is the advice that you, you, you know, I would give someone uh, yeah, looking, so someone at, looking at a this predicament. Ask slow ride. Right. This is what I would say. You probably definitely need to do this and you need to smash it as hard as you can. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> well, I so, do think I think I'm I'm leaning toward doing it. I think I think two weeks I can do a big a big. Cause I'm going to build up to it. I'm going to do I'm going to do some stuff building up. Right. To it. Sure. And, then, and honestly, but, you're going to only be recovering from like what 120, 140 miles of it when the when the bike breaks. Yeah. I mean, oh. so I'm thinking Spencer that he should do this. Ride. Like like from us from our standpoint, you and I want him to say not to do it because we want him to think his bike can actually. It's true. He Last can't have that shakedown miles. ride. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. I mean, it's a good. It's a good shakedown. So, I mean, I went for a ride yesterday, you guys, and I and I flatted that same wheel that I flatted like nine times at Schwamigan. So I haven't shaken that one out yet. So over the week, we are going to segue out of this, guys, because I was on the old Instagram, um, okay. scrolling through, had some things uh, happening, so I was been spending a lot of time on the old social media, and uh, I saw Crosshairs, our friend uh, Bill CX Hairs on Instagram posting some amazing photos and i was like where is bill at and he was over at in belgium yeah at some fantastic racing and a couple of things i want to say right away great job on the photos bill secondly i had no idea that matthew vanderpool is now has now got the alpecian sponsorship and then yeah, as i logged on to youtube every single video i am now watching is matthew vanderpool in the full alpecian kit doing the zwift thing yeah. So, congratulations, Matthew Vanderpool. Mm-hmm. Is it time to start the Anything But Matthew Vanderpool fan club? Because no. I'm like, he's he's all over, and congrats on getting the, the hair sponsorship. Just ripping that out of Marcel Kittle's hands <laughs> and just taking it over. I did not know that was coming. Did you guys know that he had the Alpecian sponsorship uh, at the start of the new year? I was, I was yeah, pretty much, yeah. Okay. I didn't know. It was rumored. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. that fantastic for get for them. Um, great work on the sponsorship because they're that team is just basically winning every single thing that they enter uh, with Alvarado on the women's side as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but let's give a quick shout out to Matthew Vanderpool's early spring season schedule. He is skipping Get Valgum. He is skipping the E3 Bink Bank Classic to go to the Volta a Catalonia. Mm-hmm. Why would he be doing this? What could possibly be the reason that he um, is going to Catalonia just two days after Milan San Remo? Well, he's obviously hmm. trying to murder Cahu Rual. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> he said, you didn't put the slow ride boys in your team car, so the Alpecian boys want that last wild card entry into the Volta. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be hard to give it to Kaja after... Uh, Vanderpool single-handedly drops their entire team and wins every stage. I mean, yeah. What do you think he needs to do at Catalonia or at Milan San Remo to get that sponsorship? To get I don't that know. slot, it's, I think it's tough for the Volta man. They're they're in a tough spot. You if think he so? wins Milan San owned, Remo, but they're owned by ASO though, little guy. Like they, I know, but I think they have a a certain amount of autonomy. You know, yeah, <laughs> it's in sure. ASO's interests in a way to let it play 
to to Spain a little more, you know that it, it makes it makes the Spaniards forget that the you French think, are controlling their race. They get up, the, they get upset about that. You think the Caja Rule sponsorship? I mean, I love the team. Great looking kits. They even invited us in their team car. I would yeah. ride in their team car any day of the week. Nothing dodgy about it at all. But you're trying to tell me that Matthew Vanderpool wouldn't bring more publicity to that race than oh, I, the Caja Rule would. No, I, 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 he would. I, I don't understand it. I guess it's just, you know, it's a nationalist thing, I guess. The cycling is still a kind of provincial sport in a lot of weird ways. Yeah, you know? until Matthew Vanderpool comes and just rips that nationalism out of your Hey, heart I agree. He's, he's going to unite here. the world through crushing us all. I mean, he is our overlord. So now, I, I don't know. On the uh, Slow Ride Podcast fan super experience zone on Facebook, we did get something from Jonathan Crane because Matthew Vanderpool won today. And mm-hmm. he said, up there with the Trident and the Stuffed Lion and the Pantheon of Great Podium Prizes, mm-hmm. the graduation caps for the university race today were fantastic. And it was a nice picture of Matthew Vanderpool wearing the, the what is it, the mortarboard of, yep. uh, of a college graduate just looking so so young and bright-eyed with the future straight ahead, and he just got done listening to a nice speech saying, just follow your passion. There he was, <laughs> crushing souls in a pinwheel. In a pinwheel. Now, Tim, you, you got to see some of the course? I didn't see that much of it. Okay. So since it was at a university, it was it was a pretty brutalist course. <laughs> well boom, done. boom, 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 boom. That, that one's for you, buddy. Yeah. All right. Anyway, no. it was a cool course. It was all right, except for the pinwheel. Spencer, how did you feel about the pinwheel? Uh, you know how I, I, I feel about pinwheels. I um, founded <laughs> founded the face group uh, book, Pinwheels Have No Business in Cyclocross, uh, years ago. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I, it has fallen kind of by the wayside, but my, my burning hatred for them has not. Um, uh, just do better. You got to do better <laughs> as a, as a cross-race promoter, course designer, it's just, it's just lazy. What, what are the chances we're going to see more of these in European cyclocross? I think now that yeah, it's going to happen. Now it's going to happen. Like, like, cause they were looking at it like, um, well, actually, this is really good for um, sponsorship because that first lap when there's eight hundred riders and all you see is one advertisement for some you know home improvement store, you're like, wow, <laughs> safety joggers. Well, there's that argument, but then there's also Matthew Vanderpool fell down in it and. That may just end it because they can't hurt the Wonder Boy. <laughs> but he also kind of attacked in it later. Like he got a gap and then went into the pinwheel and extended that gap in the pinwheel. Well, I don't think that had anything to do with the pinwheel. I think that had more to do with Matthew Vanderpool. Well, um, because no, he I has mean, done that in every like single he, race <laughs> except he for obviously one. Mastered the pinwheel, right? It's a. Uh, yeah, let's let's just hope this and the floating barge gimmick uh, for Belgian nationals is um, are one and dones in the European. Uh, See, I, I disagree. Oh, I'm all about the floating barge for multiple reasons. First off, mm. well, once again, see. Crosshairs brought that to my attention on the old Twitter sphere, and then I, like the rest of cycling Twitter sphere, noticed that they had a guy hanging off the podium of the pictogram, just kind of drowning next to the barge. <laughs> and that was maybe the greatest graphic design inclusion of all time. It's pretty good. It was, it was pretty weird. Um, I, I don't think the barge, the barge is going to be able... No, I don't... 
I'm not that excited about it. I think it's going to be weird. I don't think it can be as cool as the giant bridge they built across the freeway a couple of years ago. Yeah. That I think will be the greatest feature. I mean, that was that that bridge would have taken 5 years to build in America. <laughs> and they built it in probably what? Like they built it on Friday there's, over there. There's so much I love about this barge in Belgium though. The way that it's hoisted up by a, a single crane and that they're yeah. going to have a boat next to it with with one section of the boat like the first deck for VIPs. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. you're like, "Ooh, what's on the what's on the aft side of the boat or the starboard side? Is that like the cheap side?" Like, "Oh. <laughs> what do you get over there? Just Carlsberg beer?" Um I I don't know. I'm I'm pretty stoked on this. I love this ingenuity. Um, I think the the best part about Belgian National Cyclocross Championships is going to be when Matthew Vanderpool shows up and somehow wins it, and then is like, "See, I'm Belgian all along." <laughs> what well, does live in Belgium, doesn't he? I don't know. Watt well, would probably have something to say with that. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we've got that coming up. Cyclocross racing is still happening. Uh, anything else you guys want to touch on from the pro? I know uh, Stephen Hyde had a solid fifteenth place finish the other day. Um, just one spot off of a. A super podium. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, almost the, the women's race today. The Alvarado worst duel at the university was was top notch. Like, if you're gonna go back and watch, like that's that's the race to watch. Really, that was awesome race. It was a nine second lead that uh, Alvarado. Was well, able it was to really that. Away. There's a, that weird bumpy up and bumpy down thing and it was just Alvarado was pushing the pace but they went back and forth it was this was one of the rare chances I got to watch the women's race live uh recently because unfortunately I got up early because the kid but it worked out and that I got to watch the last two laps of the women's race and was happy I got up early Tom Boone and Tom Boone and cares for you now Spencer when little guy and I were in the podcast green room waiting for you um today (laughs) You like how I just like <laughs> slid that one in there? I like that. Uh, yeah, well done, right? Uh, I asked a uh, little guy, um, do you think that Matthew Vanderpool is worried about Thibaut Nice winning every single junior race? Do you think he's counting down for when Thibaut Nice comes and just slays the demon that is Matthew Vanderpool? What do you think? Well, no, because, um, yeah, I don't think he's quite on the radar yet. Um, Vanderpool needs to figure out like who some of his current uh, competition <laughs> is like, I don't, I'm not sure if he's heard of Peter Sagan yet. And that is more oh a, a name that he needs to be worried about sooner than, okay. uh, Thibaut. All so. right, Bill, Bill, I know you're over there in Belgium covering Belgian cyclocross doing a favor for everybody. We know that Matthew Vanderpool knows Bill Scheichen from cyclocross radio, right? Like this is a proven fact because Bill has been there from day one. Bill, when you get asked the question, Matthew Vanderpool, here's like when he looks at you and he says, yes, do you have a question? The one question you say is, do you know who Peter Sagan is? I think that would be the ultimate just softball. And we can see what kind of person Matthew Vanderpool is because (laughs) how awesome would it be if Matthew Vanderpool would say something along the lines of like, oh, he can do whatever he wants, right? Like along the, no, I don't know him. Who is this? Who is this Peter Sagan guy? Hopefully he has a great career. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, that would be fantastic. So there's so much going on um, that we're going to be touching on in a little bit. And we've got Tour Down Under conversation. We've got professional spring um, training crits going on down there. We also have the final um, team kits were unveiled and lots else to discuss. But first, 
Let's get our update on Michael Matthews. Hey guys, hey guys, once again, we are racing and riding this preem lap for the great folks over at Works and their HydroShot power cleaner. We did get the power cleaner, or we're in the process of getting it to the winner of our contest, Jesse Reince, who had the wonderful gift of uh, the, uh, the bumbling car wash man that we were so stoked to give him the uh the victory but if you missed out on your chance to win you can go to yourcleanbike.com and use the code gear up to save 15 percent on your very own hydro shot power cleaner this thing's fantastic all the accessories everything you need super affordable especially with the 15 percent discount code you guys swear by it i can't yep. wait to be using it on mine on the nice sandy gravel roads that i've been riding here in dirty kanza training well, yeah. what's even better now is when you head to yourcleanbike.com, you're going to run into a lot more exciting stuff than just the HydroShot. Now, the HydroShot is, I think, maybe the most applicable to bikes specifically, but mm -hmm. you can get yourself uh, all kinds of tools, drills, uh, work shop lights, uh, sawhorses, all kinds of stuff. Works has expanded the offering that they're giving to uh, slow ride listeners. Um, so head on over yourcleanbike.com uh, slash no slash nothing. Use the code gear up <laughs> to save yourself 15% nice. on all this stuff because there really is a ton of stuff there now. Um, and it's worth uh, heading over and checking it out. You know, I, I, I actually had to charge my HydroShot for the first time today and I'd used it a ton of times and I'd even left it in the garage. That thing awesome that it held the charge for so long i couldn't believe i actually had to do it I, i'd started to believe that it was a limitless battery god that <laughs> can would you imagine die. spencer if he ever used di2 how no. many how many how many rides would it take little guy to not have charged his battery for him to be like oh, i should charge I had, this thing i mean i would you know you charge batteries when they go dead it, it just had never gone dead it just worked and worked and worked and worked and worked so you know i've only had it for like six months man i freak out when i see my iphone battery less than like uh, you know, 70%. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, a couple of other uh, great life. sponsors, but you know, once again, your cleanbike.com use the promo code gear up, save 15%. We'd also like to thank buckler embrocation as mentioned before, head over to buckler skincare for your very own miracle wap chamois cream mm. proceeds go directly to the wide angle podium network. And once again, our friends at Grimper brothers continue to support the wide angle podium network with two, Editions of what special blends we have hello cyclocross espresso blend and the full schleck light, light roast you head to wideanglepodium.com slash coffee to uh, get signed up and with that let's get back to the show this is Mitch Docker and you're listening to life in the peloton also the slow ride podcast afterwards All right, guys, we had a the unveiling last week of the hashtag Ask Slow Ride. So let's just dial up the Ask Slow Ride, and we will see what we have. The first thing that we got was from friend of the pod, Derek Lewis. He wants to know, 
Hey guys, how many days until Paris Roubaix? Oh. Uh, oh, well, that's that's uh, a trick question. Well, number wise, it's ninety eight days, Derek. So you just keep asking us; we'll keep being there for you. But ninety eight days until Paris Roubaix. Are you guys excited? Is that to put this all in perspective? We're about to talk about Tour Down Under pretty soon here uh-huh. in the Australian training camps. Um, ninety eight days—that still seems a ways away. I. That's a long way away. I am looking forward to seeing the carefully sculpted, perfect Alpecian filled hair mm-hmm. of Matthew Vanderpool on the podium at uh, Paris Roubaix. So you read my mind because I I basically just pulled up the pro cycling stats to make sure, double check that he was riding <laughs> to see where my excitement level was. And yep, he's riding. So excitement level, 98 days out, it's at an eight. His quote uh, about Paris Roubaix was. That he grew up loving it, that he's watched it every year, but he's really disappointed that it's been dry for like the last decade. And he really oh, yeah. wants a muddy, slippery, nasty one. Okay, and 98 days out. He's now the, the people's What would hero? be the dream podium finish and a Roubaix at the end of the race? What would be the dream for you guys? Oh, well, uh, well, uh, well let, go first. Go first, little guy. What do you got? I, I don't know. I mean, Vanderpool would be great. In a way, I kind of want... Uh, I like want a guy like Sepp to win because no. he's had okay. so many years. Sepp. So I okay. kind of like Sepp Vanderpool. I'd, it would be fine putting Vanderpool in his Let place me, for one year. No, you don't want Stybar to put Vanderpool in his place? Nah. Come on. I want right. Stybar to just look down at him and be like, who's the captain now? Nah, maybe right. Lars Boom gets a late call up to a world tour team. Oh, my God. It. Oh, my God. Lar- Wait, who was the guy that was going to do it and then got hurt? Was that Taffy? Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. I was going to do it as in pretty heavy air quotes. There. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was going to do it if they let him. I was also going to ride Perry Roubaix last year, yeah. too, but I didn't find a team until, you know, yeah. it just, just didn't work out, guys. But I definitely was going to do it. Yeah. So my dream podium there is uh, Man- Matthew Vanderpool in second. Okay. Uh, top step, of course, my boy, Wout Van Aert. Oh, and, uh, that'd be great. On third... Don't know if he's actually riding it or not, but it's my dream podium, so I can do what I want. I'm gonna put Tom Pidcock on there. Oh my! Come on! <laughs> not this no, I don't want Pidcock anywhere near this thing just yet. He's he's got to go win Dirty Kanza before he can talk. Oh, uh, um, happens first. It's his warm up race for Kanza. Yeah, I want that. That would be pretty good, Spencer. I would like an all cycle crosser podium. Maybe Stybar leads, How do you guys leads a mention- pack into the velodrome and wins the sprint for fourth. How is Spencer? Mm-hmm. Oh wow. How are you guys just crapping on Stybar? I want Stybar top step. I want Wow and Matthew Vanderpool. Otherwise, I just think I just, we can't lose focus here that Stybar was the king of the seas. The king <laughs> of the seas. Stybar's like 50 Back years when I cared old. About He's older than Toffee at this point. Yeah, that is true. So well, we have 98 days. Um, we also got hit up. Scott asked Slow Ride, is it okay to show up to a group ride with file treads? Yeah, I've done 100%. it a million times. Yeah. <laughs> Why would 100%. it not be? Uh, especially because you're going to get to the front, my friend, and you're going to turn them down a nice dirt road. And then, <laughs> who, who will have the right tires then? Mm-hmm. This All is those, yeah, that's a good point. Or ro- ro- are they everybody else on like 23s or something? Like, what are you doing group rides in 2015? Like, I don't get it. So I ride my group ride. I ride 25s. Um, yeah, everybody does. 
Now I, think, I see like I see nice twenty threes at bike shops in like the discount bin for like seventy <laughs> yeah. percent off. Like you're like that's a that's a really nice tire, man. Those are the Michelin Pro Race threes or whatever, and they're like uh, ten bucks. <laughs> Take them, and you do. I don't know. No, I don't. I yeah, think yeah. about it. I definitely think yeah. about it. I have to really convince myself to think like it's now, and not, I, not this like is a ten years ago. Pretty good tire question, Scott. We we think for uh, bringing us the Asloride attention but I gotta say it's still not as good as our uh, our solving of the question of if it's okay to bring a faux tubular to, to uh. pack underneath your um, seat and someone did point out that why didn't we suggest someone wear it, use those two faux tubulars yeah. two, we were two faux clinchers yeah. yeah that was the correct answer there you go no I think it's good when I told uh my better half, Caitlin, that I was going to do these other big gravel races maybe and was looking at the race across Wait, Minnesota. You, you haven't gotten this cleared um, yet? No, no, no. And I, I got, no, I was just telling her about like the other ones I was thinking about doing. I was telling her about the, it's like the, whatever, it's the race across Minnesota and it's in August. And I was like, I think I might sign Is up for this. Is that the dam? Yeah, across the dam. Minnesota? Yeah. And she was like, you're just becoming one of these old, these old dudes you used to be surprised about when you'd go on group rides and they just, they'd ride 20 miles an hour all day and drop you when you're little and i was like yeah i yeah. guess that's, you're gonna need one of those my new goal what what is it spencer what do the old people wear on these rides that like block the sweat from coming down like the little like scully things oh yeah what are those what are the <laughs> head sweats head sweats yeah 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 the gutters uh, friend of the podcast uh former swift cycle main owner my conspirator in all things gainesville cycling used to wear this thing over his head it was like he called it his sweat gutter and it was like this latex tubing that went over, like above his eyebrows that was hidden by the helmet. So it kept all sweat from pouring into his eyes. And I used to make fun of him for it until mm-hmm. it started happening to me when I turned 38. <laughs> and I was like, man, I need one of those things. It's a real Florida problem, huh? Yeah, it is. So. Anyway, so as we were talking, ask uh, the Has Slow Ride uh, hashtag. Another one came up on there. I just want to bring it up, guys. Couple of things. One is Kofidis. I've decided they're my team next year for three reasons. One is their kit looks fantastic. You guys mentioned Kofidis as a candidate along with Red Lotto. Yeah. Yep. I saw what the Kofidis bike looks like, the Derderosa, and it's got mm-hmm. the all it's got a red seat post. <laughs> okay. And that's kind of what sold me. Like, this bike is so red. It's awesome. They got a good-looking Kofidis kit. They've got Viviani. And it's fully equipped with Campy. One of only three teams left riding Campy in the Pro Tour since Movistar, after 37 years, and ends their relationship to go to SRAM. Now I know why Nairo left the team. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. So much to break in here, guys. Are you in full approval of me going becoming a Kofidis fanboy now? I'm done with uh, Movistar. Done with it. Except Valverde. He's great. Why you're Love not Valverde. going to Red Lotto? The bikes are Ridley's. They don't look as good as the De Rosa. That's pretty much it. And it's fr- <laughs> they're not French. And I want a team that's only going to win like five races. I want the team that okay. is going to look at Dimension Data and say, thanks for being down there, buddy. <laughs> okay. You want a real underdog situation. You don't yeah. want to watch yeah. like uh, Gilbert winning and Wellens and I, I don't want all the see, Thomas no, DeGent Wellens. I, like I'll still Hogan jump on the stuff. jelly. I'll, I'll still, I'll still jump on the jelly bandwagon 
but there's just something about Kofidis. I th- I just yeah, think they're my my squad. He, he's been a movie star fan for so long. He can't just jump straight into winning stuff. Like he has to. Ouch. He has to get brutalized. Uh, I think yes. it's in his DNA. You know? Okay. So guys, just to do you some favors here, I'm gonna go through the team roster on pro cycling stats for Kofidis. I have not even looked at this. I will tell you the guys that I know on this team going okay. from the top. <laughs> yeah, I am okay. all the way well, down to quick. the H's. So I, I know Nathan Haas. Yeah. I know, I know the Harada brothers, Jesus and Jose. Yeah. Oh, um, Oh, sorry, Siri. Um, I, uh, let's see. <laughs> Uh, you don't know. You don't I know, know. I know uh, Viviani. Ooh, is that is that Viviani's brother? Yeah, you know it. He, he has a brother. Got his little brother on there. <laughs> oh my god, this team is just full of brothers. I love it. There you go. You, I know three riders know, on this team. Tim, you seriously didn't know Christophe Laporte? Come on. Oh, he's on there. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. I just I just saw a French flag. I just went over it. I was like, they're not going to yeah. win, and just kept going. Yeah, I don't think this looks like a team that's going to win very much. No. Now, I feel like we buried the lead here a little bit on this Kofidis thing uh, in that movie star and Campy are now... I know. Oh, yeah, totally. ...no longer aligned. Um, and that that does leave UAE, uh, Red Lotto, and... Yes. Kofidis. In the, in the world tour. And Kofidis, not in the world tour. No, Let's, they're in the world tour now. No, they're in the world tour now. The are world they tour. in the world tour? Yeah. 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 Oh, jeez. 100%. Yeah. All right. I know. What's so, going on, right? Because the UCI was like, damn, we still have one open spot. Who's going <laughs> to do it? Kofidis wants, is like, yeah. still here after all these years, doing it yeah. the right way, <laughs> only going to races that matter to our sponsor. And they're like, Perfect. fine, take it. Yeah. All right. Trying to make it seem valuable. So, this, how, what does this do for Camp Ignolo? Like, what, what message does this send? As, as, as aficionados, as, as guys that ride campy on your personal bikes, uh, is this a good thing? Like, ah, oh, it's more exclusive. Less people are on it. Or is it a bad thing? Like, are oh, they going to stop, you know, the superpower team, one of the, the, the anti-team Sky or whatever, is uh, no longer, is campy going to be pushed is, to develop weird stuff? This is a very important question, uh, Spencer. Thanks for digging this out of the lead. Because I've been thinking a lot about this. I think it is a good thing. And the reason I think it is a good thing is because Movistar is done with. They're over. They're over the moon. They, Valverde's over the hill. You know, he's just kind of, he's not, he's not the, he's not the Valverde of old. Nairo's yeah. gone. They have absolutely no GC leaders. So it's not like they're going to be on the front of any race whatsoever. Wait, uh-huh. what place did Valverde just get in the Volta last year? Too? It doesn't matter. I'm not a fan of the team anymore. I'm just a fan of Valverde <laughs> showing hey, up hey, every now and then. I have, I have one more question. Actually, this, let me, let me, sorry to interrupt, but I want, I want to get you guys as uh, takes on this as well. Now, do you think movie star left campy or do you think, Campy left movie star. That, this is a very good point, Spencer. This is what I was getting at. I think Campy looked at the books and they're just like, why are we sponsoring these guys? It doesn't even matter anymore. What have they done for us lately except cause mm-hmm. drama? And we've done everything. We've performed. We've, 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 we've had nothing happen on the side of the road. It's not like there's any issues with any of our drivetrains. They work so fantastically. And they're like, you know what? We're just done with this. We're out. Mm-hmm. And they just pulled the cord and they're like, man, I really want to depend on UAE 
Covetous and Red Lotto <laughs> to carry Ouch. the entirety of our brand, especially as we're really fine tuning our great disc group. <laughs> uh, uh, Spencer, it's definitely know. more exclusive. I think it's probably bad in the long run that Campy <laughs> continues to only to yeah. be in the margins with only three world tour teams. I mean, I mean, to be perfectly blunt, yes, it's kind of embarrassing that there's only three teams left, and it's those three teams. Like they don't even have a star team anymore. Oh, are you guys I mean, worried about Valverde? Because he's only ever shifted with his thumbs. <laughs> and I think this is a very good point. This is actually like, the real lead. Can you imagine the can mi- you, think of the number of miles that that man has ridden in one of the longest careers, one of the most successful careers, um, and to suddenly have to change your group set and not just to change shifting style from a thumb shifter. He's got this weird double tap thing that he's got to worry he's about on discs now. now. He's on discs. Oh too. I, th- I think the almost bigger question than less teams on campy, we should be who's only on rim breaks now. Oh, the campy teams. <laughs> Is it just the campy people? So they're my, this campy knows me like, you know, you, th- you thought it was just about one thing, but like, no, this is on the disc. We're just going to die profitably. That's their new. That's their new <laughs> slogan. There's enough little guys out there that still want their rim breaks. I oh, mean, I, this is a very good point. Not only is it his first time on disc breaks exclusively, but his thumb is going to be so like just. It's just already overdeveloped. Like he, like he just, <laughs> he's like, what do I do with my thumb now? Here, I've got a theory. So you know how he might, he might retire someday. There's been word that someday Valverde might retire. I think after this season, his thumbs are going to get weak. He's going to, it's going to be almost like part of his body's gone into pre-retirement and he's going to know that feeling and he's going to feel so sad and about it that he'll decide to never retire because he won't want to just, he just won't want that feeling. He's like, if my thumbs feel this sad, imagine how the rest of me will feel if I actually retire. So do you think he, he will go to Kofidis or some other uh, smaller team that's sponsored by Campy? Yeah, he'll just basically ride for free. <laughs> He's for just going to Brett just Farve to stay fit all the yeah. way all the way to the end. Um here's a question for you Spencer. Yeah. You you kind of be in our industry expert um uh. if you will, especially on the bike side of things. I remember you once saying probably on this podcast around episode 6 and maybe the guy that wrote in last week that's still like 3 years behind <laughs> us uh-huh. uh, listening through will in three years be able to email us the answer to this but um you once told me that disc brakes were going to be the standard like that like this is where everyone is going it's disc brakes like the ship has sailed buy a bike with disc brakes it's going to work yeah here's my question to you Mm -hmm. what will happen first campy will add a fourth sponsored team in the world tour Uh or rotor becomes a sponsor of a world tour road team (laughs) that is a that is a tight race there and (laughs) honestly i think rotor happens before campy adds a fourth one knowing that kind of did sponsor a team but they didn't even put their group on them knowing that what you know between both of you what team in the world tour will be willing to get to go to the um what is it the 13 speed rotor group First, mm-hmm. like who's who's going to be the team? It's got to be coming. Well, it won't be NTT or Dimension Data since they were no. sponsored by Rotor and they still couldn't put it on their bikes. So I hope it's EF, man. It's got to be EF, right? 
It's got to be. They're doing everything a little different. It's got to be EF or whatever <laughs> Aqua Blue becomes or became. <laughs> Aqua Blue became bankrupt, Tim. Yeah, they became That's what nothing. Aqua Blue. <laughs> they became not existing. Uh, all their writers unemployed, having no money. <laughs> so I think the guy that's listening, his name is Gordon. Gordon right now might just be getting to the Aqua Blue talk about how it was just a slam dunk business. <laughs> and oh my God, everyone's just going to buy stuff from AquaBlue.com and uh, keep that team going. So let's roll into the next uh, big talking point that we had. And that is that Chris Froome apparently is in once again another conspiracy theory not only did oh, he n- not crash before the uh the tour last year what right. is he up to now with his training camps well man even since i i said we should talk about this it was that he left the training camp early from Ineos because he didn't have the form and he might never recover to him releasing a statement saying hey it's all good i'm fine i'm doing another training camp everything's on track i I don't know, guys. What is this long play? Are they they're just trying to keep everyone on their toes? Like, so I just don't even know anymore. I have no idea. I think this is a hundred percent a long play. I think you're absolutely yeah. correct. They got to keep us on our toes because haven't they announced that um, Bernal was going to skip the tour to go to the Giro, and now he's like back at the tour again? Yeah, I mean, because. I that didn't seem like it ever made sense since you got Carapaz. Like, what are you? You're telling the Giro champion he can't go to the Giro. He has to go ride support. That's crazy. Yeah, but it could happen. I guess. <laughs> I don't. I just. I just. But my just only thing is like likely. If Chris Freerum doesn't have the form, we've talked about it before. He was wakeboarding. We have video of it in Miami. Yeah. This guy is going to be fine and he's going to show up and he's going to descend his way to a tour title again. And all is right with the world with a guy that was born in Kenya claiming to be a British citizen. It's going to be a little confusing. Um, I don't think that I think might be the only reason why I'm not the biggest Chris Froome fan. Cause I just think about that. He could be racing under the Kenyan flag, which then would give Kenyan riders a ton of spots in the Olympics and at the world championships to really help grow African cycling. But no, he didn't do that. Well, I didn't know you were mad about that. I'm kind of mad about it. That one for years. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it's been in my quiver of gripes. I'm just like sitting around just going like, what am I going to gripe about this week? And it's like, well, oh, I, well, you, like, I haven't talked yeah, about Chris Froome actually being Kenyan. Yeah, well, maybe you just have a page of Froom gripes and you were just <laughs> scrolling down. You're like, what haven't I griped about Froom for? Um, that's, you know, sure. That's legitimate, I guess. All right. I don't so know. who knows what's going on in Chris Froome land, but there is that's one craziness. thing that we do need to talk about. And we have discussed this before in the green room. Uh, I believe we brought it up last week. It is the end of the decade conversation. Everyone's talking about the end of two thousand of the two thousands of the two thousand tens. And now we're in the roaring twenties. What was 20- your favorite thing from the 2010s and, yeah. and all yeah, like, this what's stuff? What's the biggest story? Everybody's, and it's like, oh, yeah. Team Sky with you know marginal gains and the, it's the decade of gravel and all that. So we're going to slow ride this up a little bit and we're going to fast forward to the year 2029. And you're probably still listening to us on the Slow Ride podcast. By then I did the math. We're at 1,300 episodes and Ooh. here we are. And gentlemen... What are we going to be talking about in December 2029 when it comes to cycling and the decade of cycling? What do you got? I've got so much for this. I am so pumped for this 2029 Where Will Cycling Be discussion. 
Uh, I don't know how, how we lead this off. I don't know uh, if little guy's got any bombshells he wants to drop or anything. Um, <laughs> no, nah, I don't know. Campy is down to but, one team. <laughs> man, yeah, there probably. is. I don't know. Throw, literally, throw it at me, Spencer. What you got? Let's talk yeah, about let's, let's it. Literally endless uh, supply of things that could be going on in 2029. This right. is like, you know, back in the 50s when they drew, you know, like space bubble, like Mars colonies and things. And anyway. Mm-hmm. That's where my mind went. Now, Spen- of course, oh, oh, for sure. And Spencer, this is the type of thing that we can now point to in 2029 and say, see, we told you 10 years ago. We've been talking about this. This the is what whole we're going to be talking about. Right. So, right. obviously, number one, top of the list, you know, A plus thing, 100% going to happen. We're going to have flying bikes, you guys. We're absolutely <laughs> going to have flying bikes by 2029. And. If uh, if if I have anything to say about it, we're going to be racing them. Mm. We're going to be racing flying bikes. Are these e-bikes okay. too? Uh, I mean, there's got to be something in there, right? Yeah. All so, right, Spencer, I, I don't I've know what to say about I've seen Back to the Future. This. I know about the hoverboard. Yeah. I know the technology exists. I don't know why the government's been covering it up, but <laughs> it will come to light and we will have flying bikes. Let's bring this closer back to Earth. All right. What, what else you got? What else you got on your list? Well, speaking of bringing it back to Earth, we're going to have uh, our first um, national series. U.S. Uh, cyclocross has been really hurting the last few years. Uh, the big talk about there's no national series ever since the USGP went away. <laughs> 28 and years ago. how we need ago. to bring that back. <laughs> Yeah, Um, (laughs) and we haven't been able to fix it, but I am excited to let you guys know that by 2029, we will have a U.S. National Cyclocross Series on the moon. On the moon. Now, this is, yeah, it's going to be a little different than Crosslux now. Mm -hmm. I'll give you that, but it will be a national series because by then we'll have taken over the moon. We'll have claimed it um, as as like the 51st state or whatever. putting Puerto Rico down another peg again. Um, but that's, what's going to be happening. Gravity situation is going to be, I don't know how exactly how that's going to play out. I'm not a scientist, but okay. Series, so at least a four weekend series. These are really futuristic. Um, these seem really sky high. Uh, 2029 is way down the it line. Is. You guys, so so let me let me go let me check a couple things off my list before you uh, completely blow me out of uh, out of here. Um, I was thinking that in 2029 we will be talking a lot about our um, the ownership of all cycling, and of course I'm talking about the hung the the mad starve the mad king of organized racing the hammer series. Who uh-huh. are just taking over everything about the UCI, and they're just not allowing any Johnny Come Lately wild cards into the race series. In fact, they have just pretty much replaced ASO. Oh, so I love it. pretty much nothing has changed, but a lot has changed, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So in 2029, we're still going to have a non-unified international series where Thank those God. that have the money, run by petrochemical <laughs> state billionaires, Great. get into every race possible. And we still have the Tour de France, but instead of every other race, we're just going to have these little dumb three-day races called the Hammer Series, where it's going to be points <laughs> that no one understands because the promoters still don't put a running tally on the bottom of the screen that makes sense <laughs> of what the hell is happening when you're watching the Hammer Series 
on a channel that's still called YouTube. So in fact, not much has changed in the world of cycling in my eyes in 2029. Interesting. Tim, I beg to disagree. I think Lifetime's going to own everything. 2029, man. <laughs> so and what? And so wait, how many miles are in the Tour de France? Right. So it's going to be at least two dollars a mile. So each rider that enters oh is going to be like six thousand dollar entry fee. Yes, yeah, six thousand dollars. By the way, is there an entry fee to start the Tour de France? No, in they 20, pay the teams, man. In 2020, okay. Um, I think that that little guy brings up a good point. Is there going to be by 2029 just a gravel specific stage race? And where would it be? Yes. There already are gravel stage races. I think there's one in Wisconsin. Yeah, um, but like I'm talking yeah, lifetime yeah. owned. Why not? Yeah. What for do you think, sure. Spencer? Oh, I think I think for sure. I think um gravel takes over, continues to to ramp up. Um that's that part of, in part why the uh, moon series is so popular. Um <laughs> but uh I think the the Tour de France really gets on board with this and they spin it as like a throwback to you know the first few years uh of the tour de france when things were unpaved and like all that mm-hmm. and they're like getting back to their roots but really they're just trying to jump on a bandwagon and take ownership of the bandwagon at the same time which is something they're very good at yeah, yeah. that is very true i mean there's definitely i mean so will we still be talking about gravel in 2029 i would assume yes we'll, we'll look back and we'll yeah 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 like will, so, the, will the bikes have three handlebars will be a triplexus <laughs> Yeah. Hopefully, oh, yeah. one could hope. The you know what will be interesting? Level. You guys, rim brakes are going to be back because <laughs> the, yeah. the UCI is going to finally get rid of that weight limit, and then everyone's going to ditch the discs and go back to rim brakes. It's going to be glorious. Well, jumping back real quick to gravel races, uh, Tim, you were asking if they'd still be around in 2029, and I think the biggest one out there worldwide in 2029 will be. In the good old US of A, uh, the birthplace of, of gravel racing. Um, and it'll be a race across America, except for it'll be renamed a little bit. Uh, instead of Ram, it'll be Raw, uh, race across a wasteland. And <laughs> the whole thing's going to be gravel because there's not going to be anything left by that point. Mm. Um, it's going to be a kind of a Mad Max situation. You're going to be racing from one end of the country to the other, trying to get to some mythic place, and you're going to have to have uh, a teammate um, veer off to uh, kind of distract everyone and, and take them the wrong direction uh, while you make it to the finish line. So That would be um, a horribly boring and slow Mad Max movie if they, instead of having <laughs> motorcycles, uh-huh. <laughs> like Fury Road was just people on tandems. <laughs> like man this is really slow yeah that would be i like this idea spencer i do like the idea of raw the race across the wasteland um the ultimate uh ride to to get from one side to the other in 2029 i do like where your mm-hmm. morbid uh ideas of 2029 are taking us in the world of yeah. cycling well you know you got to get from the east coast you got to get away from the the uh the the you know, mutants probably population that are there and, uh, get to the, to the left coast of the country there along the border of, uh, uh, Utah and, uh, Nevada and, um, you know, Arizona after California has fallen off. Oh, wow. Lots happened. Wow. Yeah. A lot is happening. Yeah. Little guy. I mean, that's not so much cycling, but you know, just in general. To bring this back into some sense of reality, little guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, will you have an e-bike by 2029? <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, no, 
Uh, but Tom Boone and Tom Boone probably will, and I'll be really grumpy about it. <laughs> All right. Spencer, are but, you going to have an e-bike you know. by 2029? I I would hope so. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I mean, if I'm lucky, I'll have one by Kanza. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to have to totally check your guys' bike for, for motors, aren't I? Uh, well, that's no. why Spencer's going to have a Camelback, because we're going to have one of those Bionics kits that uh-huh. we can like stop on the side of the road and then just go a hundred miles with a motor and then we'll just ditch it. Yep. The, uh, so side. how does this work for Kanza? Who do I alert? Like who is the doping authority that I alert? Well, you, like, I'm pretty sure USADA is going to be there because half the professional Peloton <laughs> appears to be going to Emporia, Kansas. That's true. So maybe um, I'll just tell them, ask them if they can just slide on over and maybe do you know how much doping, real quick. Do you know how much doping has to happen? at these gravel races now like this is before the uci guys even show up because there's just so many masters riders that are like either dentists oh, yeah. or vets that i would just say have, every like, rider the, over 50 is doping like they have I'm some kind of access it it's i'm waiting for that grodio episode to really dig deep into for how much doping happens in like marathon running at the mar- at the masters level for no payout mm-hmm. you know that's happening at dirty Kansas. Like there's so much testosterone gel patches that are happening um, in that 55 plus crowd too. Uh, <laughs> they don't have TUEs. It's, they just had some whiskey the night before, Tim. Come on. Uh, one of the greatest excuses of all time. So Spencer, in the year 2029, mm-hmm. will Matthew Vanderpool still be crushing professional racing? Absolutely. 100%. Will Wout he's Van Aert still be racing? Uh yeah, I think so. I think they'll be going head to head still. Still going head to head. You don't think that match at up that for point the ages? He's gonna be just the Raymond Poulidor of it all. Oh no, no, no. The happy, the eternal second oh. place of Matthew Vanderpool. Only one of them is related to that guy. I know, but one with the other one can take take the spot of the guy. You know, it's kind of like not taking Possible. after your grandfather by winning all the time. What's hmm. exciting to me is that both of them. In 2029, both of them, Tim. Still have their hair. Well, that, but they'll also both be on real-life Tron bikes from Zwift. <laughs> the on spokeless the Tron bikes. Actually, I do see that happening. I do think Zwift will, uh, th- there will be some kind of Zwift competition that will be an official UCI event for the Pro Tour teams. Guaranteed. Yeah. Virtual or r- in real life? I think realistically it will be a virtual event where we will all crowd into a stadium um, to watch some kind of five man team time trial on the third day of a hammer series event that will Mm -hmm. be totally done on Zwift and it will count for UCI points. I I truly believe that the UCI will at some point allow a Zwift event to carry UCI points. I a hundred percent agree with you and it's stupid. Is it stupid, the little guy? It is. We need innovation. Oh, it's super, kids. super stupid. It is. And so here's. I Why agree. Why don't they just lift weights? Just lift weights. No, no, no. Well, that's just, dumb. Just do now bench presses. Like that's all it is. Who freaking cares, man? It's not bike racing. Well, I'll tell you who cares. Me as a promoter in 2029 of <laughs> esports league cycling racing, and I'm charging 50 bucks a seat to get in to watch these guys, your heroes, pedaling on Zwift up virtual mountains. It's going to be incredible. And Tim, you're my business partner now since the little guy apparently dropped out and he's going to go lift weights. <laughs> I don't want no part of this dirty money. <laughs> uh, well, gentlemen, what a wonderful, wonderful um, episode of the Slow Ride podcast. 
Is there anything else you want to talk about? Because if you want to hit us up, you can always get us at hashtag AskSlowRide, or you can email us at theslowridepodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at theslowridepod. We'd like to thank Buckler Imprecation for their Miracle Wap chamois cream available over at bucklerskincare.com. I'd like to thank Grimper Brothers for their continued support of the Wide Angle Podium Network with two fantastic blends of coffee. Just head to wideanglepodium.com slash coffee to find out more. And finally, we'd like to thank Works for their continuing support, highlighted by the HydroShot Power Cleaner. Just head to yourcleanbike.com to save 15% by using the promo code GEARUP. And with all of that, this is Tim in Orlando, Florida. Tim, this is Matt Minneapolis. You asked me if there's anything else I want to talk about. There is. There are, there's a rider named Carlos Rodriguez. I just want to say his name right now so you guys know I got ahead of you on this. He is the second youngest rider in the Pro Tour. Sky signed him for four years. Who is he? I know nothing about him. He must be a superhuman. Why did they <laughs> sign him for four years? What's going on? You're just, tucking this, you're just tucking this one into the memory bank so that just collectively uh, around episode 350... And he's winning some major race. You'd be like, "That's the guy I told you about in the in the credits of that one episode." Listen, yeah, listen. There's that there's that that Quinn Simons dude that's going to Trek, the the American dude who's super young. We know he's crazy good. There's this Carlos guy. There's some Van Wilder guy that's going to Sunweb, and then there's Remco. Those are your four youngest riders. Who is Carlos Rodriguez? Everybody. Hashtag Who is Carlos Rodriguez? <laughs> who is John Gate? Oh. And this is Spencer in Boston reminding you to always wave at all your fellow cyclists that you see out on the road. The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod. Seriously, you guys, who is Carlos Rodriguez? <laughs> I'd never heard of this dude, and then I pull up the youngest riders because I also this. I should have said this too. Remco, his birthday is the same as Tom Boone and Tom Boonins. <laughs>